this episode of DevTalk, I speak to Denny DeClerc about developing accessible apps. Welcome to episode 12 of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Denny DeClerc from DDSoft in Belgium. Hello, Denny. Hello, Kenny. Kenny. Hi, um, I, I got your, no, you got my attention uh, because you are one of the speakers of the uh, upcoming conference, uh, Expert Day for Xamarin, that I'm, I'm co-organizing. That's and, um, and I'm really happy that you're coming. And um, your topic is uh, somewhat uh, special. So at, at I understand at DDSoft, you're a volunteer developer and you develop apps for people with intellectual disabilities and autism. Is that right? That's true. That's right. Um, what does that mean? How, how, how can I, um, I... I have no um, idea what it is you're actually doing there. If I talk about people with intellectual disabilities, another term is cognitive disabilities, and sometimes they use the word learning disabilities, but I don't like the word learning disabilities. And what is a disability? That are disabilities in the brain that the mental functioning, the IQ is lower. You have people okay. with these disabilities who cannot read. It's not because they don't see good, but really because the, the Latins don't form words it's not the same of dyslexia. Dyslexia, most of the people with dyslexia can see more words than some people with intellectual disabilities. But mm -hmm. in gradations, the easiest thing to think about this, the IQ of the people who are really, really low, below a certain field, and they have difficulties for a lot of things in the world. Also, difficulties to use smartphones or to even read text on a, on a computer or on a paper. Okay, so, so there are those people who just never learn to read or write, and then there are those people who who just have a hard time learning to read and write. You know, really doesn't can, doesn't can read. Also, these people, if they have education, the, their brain, the capacity of their brain is too low, and also have a good educator keeps pushing theory about reading in the head, the, the brains doesn't observe. It's not about people who doesn't went to school or people who doesn't go long enough to school. It's about people that the brain capabilities to to adapt learning, to, to math, to text, to read, to speak, and the brain capabilities are too low. And so even if you keep trying to learn these people, the capabilities of the brains are too low. It's an official disability. Okay, and and does this mean uh, you you only mentioned reading and writing? Is th is that what it's mm. all about, or are there other pro problems that these people are having when using uh, like a smartphone? There are a lot of other disabilities. It's just an example. Why I start with reading and writing because. Reading and writing is one of the first things people learn in schools and one of the first things people uh, had to learn in their normal life. But even if this doesn't succeed, other things are, of course, also difficult. But, um, specific ways of thinking, specific planning. In fact, if reading and writing is a problem, other things will certainly be a problem too. 
Okay, are there people who are um, so like this? You mentioned dyslexia, which is a, a little bit different. Yes. Um, are are there? Uh, do these people typically also have problems with numbers, or could it be that it's just that that part that's uh, that has deficiencies? Yes, also with numbers. Okay, so tell me, what is different when you're developing an app for such a target audience? First of all, you have to think about uh, if you make an app as a developer, most of the time you add text to an app and you have to think what if I put text into my app, how should I translate this ununderstandable text into understandable text? Also, mm -hmm. you can do this with photos, pictures, with pictographs, but you can use text-to-speech, for example. Okay. Um, so uh, the the communicating via word, spoken word is typically not a problem for these people. No. I, I just uh, started using... I, I was in Romania last weekend. Um, yes. And I don't speak any Romanian. Really, uh, I, I, I know goodbye now, but that that's it. Um, and I used Google Translate. And I... Um, There is a, this functionality where you just speak into it and it just translates that into the other language. And there's no uh, need to be able to read and write uh, Romanian or German or any other language. Um, so input and output via audio, that, that's definitely something that's possible with uh, modern smartphones, right? Indeed. So you said text-to-speech. Is it also the other way around that the, the user speaks and gives commands or is that typically something they do by interacting with the UI? Uh, I had this question a lot and the most typical thing to convert text, a spoken text into written text, the most typical thing is people with intellectual disability, most of the time, also the articulation, they pronouncing is really, really bad even in the main language, and I had some ideas, but the best thing is working via UI, via using buttons with pictures and images to make a communication panel. Okay. Um, and um, so the, the, so I, I have two sons, and uh, they can't read and write, read or write yet. Uh, okay. But they can use like a, a phone or a tablet um, and they just remember what the words, or they just ignore the words, and they just tap the right places uh, for those things that are, are labeled. But there are also apps for uh, for kids, um, like um, my son was playing Monument Valley. Do you know the the game, for example? I don't. I don't know the game, but I know the principle you mean. It is. Uh, it, it's a game. Um, you know, uh, M. C. Escher, the Swiss artist, um, who had these drawings that uh, are geometrically uh, impossible. Yes. And, like water always flows down, and th that's what this game is like. You walk around in this world, in this world, and um, you have to solve these puzzles, and, uh, and that sometimes defy logic or, or uh, geometry, and. Um, This is something he can play because it doesn't have any words, and um, um, but it is hard to do actually to to um, figure out how how things work together. Um, is, is that somewhat comparable, like like uh, to games or what types of apps do you actually make? 
Folks, doctor, the first question, is it somewhat comparable? And no, it's not somewhat comparable, it's completely comparable. I know people with intellectual disabilities who are browsing, by example, on Google and YouTube. And, and on YouTube, then, then on YouTube, you can, by example, remember where the buttons are. And you remember if you, in this button, this text field, by example, type the first letters of the music group, then it shows the, the videos. This, it is somewhat comparable, and if they really, the difficult thing is, if you want to make information that's really important to them, not just a song on YouTube, you have to be sure that the right information is put into their brain. Mm -hmm. This from free time, and from uh, free time, it's easy for games, they just try and figure out what happens if you push a button. And you see people with disabilities playing games and playing YouTube, and that's not that matter. But if you want to provide applications, for, by example, for an organization, and you have to be sure that they get the right information, then the DSoft has a solution for them. Okay. Um, is there like an app you can you can talk about or that you're proud of that that I could I could get a better picture of what this kind of app is doing? We had an application in Belgium, but honestly, you have two things in developing an application. You have an ID, let's say a prototype, and then you have to find customers and going to market, startup life, and developing is a big difference. But we had an application. And we showed what's on the menu. By example, people with intellectual disabilities cannot read the menu, but they go into an organization, a daycare center, and in the center they are going to eat something. By example, fries with stew, we are Belgium, I am Belgium, I'm proud of the Belgium fries, and I don't believe in French fries. Okay, to be on topic, fries with stew, and if it's on the sheet in the, in the kitchen, they can't read it. But if there is an application with the pictures of stew and fries, and if you push the button with a picture of stew, you heard the word stew and you heard the word fries, then you really provide information, by example, what's on the menu in the center, on a very accessible way that you are really sure they understand. Okay. Uh so, so is that, that that's something you did, or, or yeah? So you're you're a nonprofit organization, indeed. Um, and uh, how does this work? You do you come up with the idea by yourself, or is somebody approaching you? Um, what, what's the the typical story? The typical this I started the nonprofit ID in 2015, and I had the knowledge to develop applications, and mm -hmm. I have time. I have my own disability, autism, and honestly, in a paid job, I never didn't fit. And I have time, and you know, developing for yourself, it's not fun. Always making a hobby project, I never can use it, is not fun. This what happened, I looked at what I could do, and I came in contact with a non-profit, another non-profit, a daycare center for people with disabilities, and I really saw the need there was for application for people with disabilities. And mm -hmm. then I had the ID for the food app, that was our basic ID. And then we did a lot of research into organizations, into companies, into organizations and company structures. And we found that the nonprofit is the only 
structure in Belgium, you can run and work with only volunteers. This, you don't have to need a paid job, but it's all driven by volunteers. But otherwise, non-profits can also be driven to people with a paid job. And the non-profit in Belgium, there's a lot of possible. And then I founded a non-profit, and my vision is to work on projects for people with disabilities, or own projects and ideas, but also people could ask uh, they have a problem, can we make a solution? And as I do know, also my speaker can read the cost, and uh, is there a backup plan? By example, a conference don't have money to, or they buy me into the conference, but we have to give money on beforehand to book a flight, but they pay it back afterwards. The release of the profit is a backup, is the buffer between it, everything. Okay. Like uh, we're, uh, we found a sponsor to pay for your uh, flight and or, or train uh, and accommodation um, to the conference in Munich. Indeed. Yeah. So, so do these people typically come to you with the ideas or do you come to the people and get ideas by working with people with disabilities? It's both because I have also another job as volunteer. I'm working in a daycare center in Austin as main volunteer, as main developer as volunteer. And sometimes mm -hmm. I, I, in this nonprofit, I will really work with clients, with people with disabilities. And then I see the pains. DDSoft mm -hmm. is only an organization who makes software and we don't have clients. We only have customers. But in Ithaca, I'm working with clients. There's a daycare center called Ithaca. I'm working with clients. And I I'm do a lot of networking, also in Belgium and international, and sometimes I hear about a problem for people with disabilities. But otherwise, sometimes you I I look a lot of the internet scene.net, um, Microsoft, computer technical things, and sometimes there's a mismatch between problems and solutions. Let's say by example, you see there is a problem for people with disabilities, but they can't give it they admit there is a problem, but they don't know there even is a solution. And then by mixing both, I know the social impact, I know the social working space, and I know the technical things. Sometimes I'm the, the man who says, okay, but that problem is possible to fix with that kind of technology. Yeah, right. Okay, so that, that you bring the two worlds together. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm doing. And you mentioned um, there are people uh, with a, with a low IQ who just can't um, basically learn reading or writing. Yes, um, I'm, I'm assuming that um, some people are good at. It's not just that one level under which you you need need special apps. Uh, is that that all people are different and uh, some people do this better and some people do something else better is, is that something you have to account for that um, or, or do you try to make an app uh, basically as usable as possible to the widest audience possible that's a nice that's a nice question and sometimes a very usable application some people don't want to use this let's Okay. The intellectual disabilities are in gradations, and autism is also not in gradations, but they call it a spectrum. Mm -hmm. If people have another view, have another capabilities, by example, if you make an application 
as accessible as possible that other people will say, it's too easy, I don't want to use this. Right. Uh, I made the application, uh, a version of the food app, and I went to a school with people with autism. And the fact in this school, I know that the menu was not always accessible for the students with autism. Mm -hmm. And I know from a lot of people with autism, it's important what to eat. And I showed my application, and then the, the caregiver said to me, but honestly, should you use this if you can use normal apps? Okay. This you have to you have to find a way and as accessible as possible. But sometimes you need to add challenges or by example the most accessible UI isn't always the most beautiful UI. And sometimes you have to work in gradations and to have to make to disengage what you have to do most accessible or most beautiful and you have to it's also a spectrum of accessibility and you have to find always a way in the spectrum okay um so do you also um cater to people with physical disabilities like people who can't see hear, or or who have other types of disabilities at this time not and the only reason is because I know other people are doing this. I know people are working on people for people at vision loss and all the target problems it's really good, but I saw if I look on the stocks, there's a, the biggest lack of application is for people with intellectual disabilities. Okay, so um, but then, then when when I'm developing an app, I can read through the accessibility guidelines and uh, then remember to like label things that are only images and, and, and such. Do you also do that? Or um, is that some, just, just a different audience? It's a different audience. And I find it really pity. I do also a lot of research into accessibility from all the big players. I don't say names mm -hmm. of complaints, but you know the big players on the IT and the smartphone field. And nearly each player forgot people with intellectual disabilities. There are so much people who say people with intellectual disabilities aren't used to use technology. And sometimes I think I'm an activist for let people with intellectual disabilities use computers. This group excluded so much, it's pity. And sometimes it's sad to see if I do research. Yeah. How do you go about uh, when you when you develop an app? Is that you release it under your own name or in, in uh, for somebody, or how do you how do you distribute those apps? I distribute under the DDs of nonprofit. Okay, so you're always the uh, person who shows up in the app store. I'm assuming at this time, yes. Mm -hmm. But it is possible that you don't find me because another thing, if you think about accessibility, is about localization and languages. By example, people in Belgium, we speak, in the park where I live in Flanders, we speak Dutch. And you cannot ask for people with intellectual disabilities to learn English, by example. This right. First reason why you don't find a lot is because of localization. And the other thing, as I said, we know we have working on a good prototype and a good accessible program is easy for us, but really distributing very well is maybe not our best point. 
What can you do to make people uh, find your applications? I contact organizations and clouds who providing food, and I contact them and I show them about the application. And also the app is RV Plan No. It's free in the store, but there must be a contract between the organization and the DSoft. By example, we say Itaka as organization. Their food information is going on our portal. We are working also with an open data platform. Maybe in the future it can be a closed data platform. And at this time, it's just SQL databases and the and the .NET API. We built ourselves too. But the organization have to provide the food into our API, and therefore we use a contract. So the app can be free to download for the people with intellectual disabilities, but all the communication have to go via the organization, and they have to sign a contract, and there can be a fee to handle the data. Okay, is it? Do you find that you can typically reach uh, the, your target audience through some organizations? Yes, I that, believe that the the disabilities are um, so inhibiting that they are they they need help of some organization, and that's that's you can reach them through that. Yes, I believe. Okay, well, that's good that you can you can do that, and you you just distribute through the regular app stores, I suppose. And people download it from there. From the Android and iPhone App Store, yes. Okay, and these are free apps. Yes. Okay, um, so if I were to look for uh, these types of apps, I would just find them under DD Soft. Yes, but at this time the application is not running. But that's a complete story. But we are working on that. Okay. But we'll, we can add links to um, to all the places where we can find what you've created in okay. the show notes. Sure. Um, so how do you go about with uh, funding um, your nonprofit? That's a difficult fact. We are mm -hmm. lucky that we have one sponsor who gives us yearly a nice amount of money. And in Belgium, mm -hmm. the, the local television and radio station do... Music for Life, and it's the the end of December. It's um, a marathon radio stream about all good causes in Belgium, and then people can donate for good causes. And we there are three years we were selected from the program. But each year you have to go into a, a, a committee to select this. And if mm -hmm. we have the Music for Life, as it's called, and our main sponsor. Then we can leave, but we keep. We have to keep our costs as low as possible, and and sometimes that's a challenge for my speaker career. Also, I really want to work on my speaker career about. I really believe, and it's proven that we have really good experience in application people with disabilities. Is it not a running app? It's a good prototype that's proven people can use, but sometimes. Um, Some conferences don't cover cost, and then it's difficult because I don't tell you about our bank account, but as you know that we are working with volunteers, and our complete income depends on one sponsor and one yearly program, we have to keep our cost very low. We have also running costs, like our API and our, our websites, it's... It's doing the math a few times in a year uh, with the board doing the math, how we can keep continue, how we can keep delivering what we are doing. 
Well, the next thing we really try to find paid customers, but sometimes it's challenging. Okay. Uh, well, I, I could imagine that uh, an organization might also come to you and ask for development yes. of an application for the, the people they are caring about. That happens. Uh, and, and actually, that, that happens too. But you, you, yes. also, you still also re always release under your, uh, under your name then. I, I don't say this. At this time, the only thing they asked for me was websites. The, they don't, organizations didn't ask at this time for applications, apps, but web mm -hmm. applications, we call it other applications, and I made a few websites, and then I published under the organization, and sometimes I say created by DDSoft. Okay. And uh, is this typically for the Belgium market, or no. are you... International. International. And what we're also going to launch, uh, we are in the DSoft in our board. We are in the launching phase of something new, and it's called DD Services, and it's about services to help people with disabilities. Most of the time, intellectual disabilities and autism. By example, we have also a lot of experience in Facebook and social media for this kind of people. And we mm -hmm. are giving workshops for these people. And the workshops can be booked in Dutch and in international too. And for international workshops, we are dividing into two parts. We learn about people, we learn people with disabilities to use applications, to use social media. But we also learn organizations, uh, companies, to make the applications um, accessible. We have also um, a spectrum and, and a direction in our services part that we can, that an organization, by example, can book us to learn about more, to making more accessible apps or to work in house with people with autism as co-worker. We provide it too. And this is also a big part of our income we're planning to do. We call it DD services. At this time, it's not finished on our website. It's in, an, in another branch on the website. It's going to publish very, very soon. Uh, and a new focus for this time. Okay, well, that sounds like a great idea. And we can also uh, add a link to that as soon okay. as it becomes available. Thanks. Um, can you uh, talk a little bit about the, the technical side? Uh, so you, you mentioned smartphones. Is, is there... Uh, you, are you developing only for smartphones or for other clients? And are you? Um, is, is there anything from the technical side that's different uh, from when people are developing like an enterprise app? Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm working for smartphones, Android and iPhone. I can also work for tablets. We are going to... Xamarin is easy. I'm working with Xamarin and in Xamarin you can also publish for tablets. Mm -hmm. And even for Windows 10, UWP, uh, Windows 10 computers have also the possibility to text-to-speech. Right, yeah. That you can make an application that also runs on UWP on Windows 10. And what you have in mind, uh, in Xamarin, there is a very good additional package, Xamarin Essentials. Mm -hmm. And in Xamarin.Essentials, there is a lot of couple uh, functions you can use to make it accessible, like um, text-to-speech, by example, battery info, by example, what do I mean? I worked with a client um, 
via Ithaca and her problem was she never sees where the battery of her iPhone or her computer is running low and then the device is out. Okay. On the wait, on the Windows, on the operating system, there was a sign, but she didn't understand the sign of the application is running, of the battery is running low. And if you, by example, make an, applic an accessible application and the top coding of your application, you can put the battery very more clear than normally in the operation system. And you can also make a text or voice. By example, your battery is running low if the battery, by example, is under 10%. You can do a lot of nice things um, with text-to-speech and combining pictures and picture graphs. You can do a lot of nice things. Okay. Uh, do you know the Seeing AI application by Microsoft? Yes, I know. Um, it, That's beautiful. So for those who don't know, it's an application that is targeted at blind people. And uh, you use your phone's camera to uh, let your phone describe what it is seeing with its camera. So it can uh, read things for you or it can describe that like there's a car in front of you or there there's a a person or a, a monkey. Um, and I, I find it very, a fa very fascinating app. I'm also thinking, uh, you mentioned that you work a lot with, uh, with pictures. This is you or, or images or icons. Um, yes. you, uh, you want to display information to the user via images, but I'm also thinking, um, you can also, uh, transfer information, Uh, to the device, um, and and this typically would mean some some um, machine learning. Um, you're going to have to have the phone understand what it is seeing. Is that something you're using too? At this time, not. No. Okay. Um, not at this time. I, I have the. I'm not sure if there is a, an application there, but it, it just seems like uh, the this would be the other direction to displaying something as an icon or image. And and the, the the reverse of that would be uh, inputting something visual into the device. Indeed. Yeah. But let's go back on seeing AI. I just want to come back on seeing AI. Sure. And some functions of seeing AI should can be used for people with intellectual disabilities. Mm -hmm. But there the problem is that seeing AI is at this time not uh, is not available in Dutch, only in English. All right. This. As I say, people where I live, people with intellectual disabilities cannot learn a new language, or most mm -hmm. of the time cannot learn a new language, and another language is difficult. But must seeing AI, there was an I, I tried the app and the view and the restaurant point the menu of the restaurant and he reads it for you. In fact, this function must in English for people in UK and United States. It's also really good for people with intellectual disabilities. They cannot read the menu in the restaurant. They read it for you. But in Belgium, it would also be good if seeing AI is available in Dutch. This, this function can be used also for people with intellectual disabilities if the language match. Yes. Right. Well, but, well, I was in a similar situation last weekend in Romania. I was in the restaurant. The menu was completely in Romanian. 
I can read it, and then I use Google Translate again to uh, you just hold the device over the uh, menu, and you you see all the words magically converted from Romanian to English. Nice. And um, but insert it in in the right places in almost the right font on your screen. You're you're seeing the image, and the the word just the word, words are replaced. It's pretty fascinating. And uh, but I, I'm assuming this last step of converting this into spoken words is that's what's missing. Yes. Um, yeah. But but if you can combine those two, that would be a re really big help to uh, people. Yes. Or, or just it, it could it enable uh, somebody, for example, to to travel uh, who hasn't been able to do that because they just couldn't learn another language or, or communicate in any other way. Yes, indeed. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, of the things you have to do in your uh, your nonprofits, not all of the, and not everything is programming. There uh, is, is there some like say if I were to get involved, what could I? What are the types of things where you would need help, and and or or, or do you need help at this moment? At this time, we have to do everything with three people, and everything is also on, on accountancy. Mm -hmm. If you know how much accountants are really, really expensive, right? Because we have to do everything from programming to going to customers to experimenting to give workshops and also our own accountancy, uh, mm -hmm. administration, everything we have to do ourselves as volunteers. Yeah, content creation, maybe. Should be nice. Yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. Is, is that? Are you looking for people to help, or is, is that we, we could, can we give a shout out? I don't know what this time. Honestly, because we are very focused in Dutch, and I don't know this podcast is uh, if there is a group of Dutch speaking persons. Right. The only thing I my focus now and my motivation for podcasting and networking is honestly to promote my speaker career. I want to. Speak at as much confidence as possible about accessibility because we believe people have to make accessible apps. If we can get help for our non-profit on international scope with this podcast, it's a difficult question because the language barrier. Right. Okay. Um, is there anything else you you wanted to talk about or that you you want to get across to the listeners? Yes, I want to say I want to say that I have autism too, and that was the reason I don't have a paid job. And I have a lot of experience in working with people with autism, and I I find that autism is not a bad fact. Sometimes in the media you say a lot of against people with autism about the difficulties with people with autism, but I think people have to look at the talents and what I'm doing now, combining my DDs of non-profit work. And my speaking is a really nice life. And sometimes you have to, you just have to think different. By example, I'm really proud of the life that I have now. But four years ago, people, even in my family, were thinking about what could you do for the for the people. And you even have a have the paid job. And at this time, no, I still don't have a paid job, but. Uh, I'm doing a lot to help people and honestly to help myself too. And um, it's just thinking different. And I'm proud of this think of this way of thinking different. 
Right. Well, you're not the only autistic developer that I know, and and uh, I think that's that's wonderful that uh, that it, it, it's possible for you to achieve all this um, with with this um, well um, autism. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person for the first time uh, next month in June. Uh, yes, on June fourteenth. Uh, we've got a conference uh, set up. It's called the Expert Day for Xamarin. We have speakers. We're up to 18 speakers from seven countries right now from all over Europe coming in. And it's a one-day conference with everything about Xamarin. We have two talks that are uh, in the uh, accessibility usability area. So I'm really happy about that. And um, we're currently, we have Uh, we're currently booked out. There are two people on the waiting list. So so chances are high if you sign up now that you can also attend. Um, but uh, it would be uh, great to see all the people there. And I'm really, look, really looking forward to seeing you there too. Thank you that you're, you've agreed to come. Thank you. I'm really happy that I have the opportunity to come. Okay. Well, well um, so we'll see each other in uh, just over two weeks. And um, yes, Then uh, thank you for being my guest today, Denny. Um, this has been another, another episode of Dev Talk, and uh, we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye. Bye bye.